Have you heard of our new mixers product called Her Immunity? We created Her Immunity because you can't afford to take sick days. This all-natural, once-daily supplement combines the necessary nutrients to boost your immunity and keep it in strong, fighting shape no matter the environmental threats that come your way. The best defense against illness is prevention, so here's to powerful prevention, Her Immunity. Look at all of our products on Mixers.com. Remember, that's M-I-X-H-E-R-S. Hi, I'm Jess, a women's health enthusiast raising my family around the world. And like you, I'm a girl who's seeking solutions. And I'm Cody, a holistic health practitioner, functional nutritionist, and a period problem solver. Did you know that periods don't have to feel like a monthly curse? That's right. We want every girl to actually look forward to her time of the month because our periods can tell us so much about our health. It's time we start seeing our periods as our girl superpower. Yep. We are here to change the conversation about periods and everything else related to our health and happiness. Let's talk. It's so great to be back. We are going to continue our conversations this month about healthy sex talk. Now, if you have little ears that are listening, we're just going to give you a warning. We're going to keep it PG, but we, of course, want to respect all parents out there. You get to decide how the conversations are going to go with your kids around sex. I'm happy to introduce our guest today, Jess Rogers. Jess is a mother of four beautiful, amazing, confident girls. She's also a Mixers customer, and that's how we were introduced to her story. And we wanted to have her kind of talk about the most important things that we need to talk about with our daughters when it comes to sex. Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes we think it's just about how babies are made, right? And it's actually, there's so much more. And I feel like Jess has the experience. There's (laughs) You guys, Jess... (laughs) We have Jess and Jess, right? (laughs) Don't get confused. Jess and Jess. Jess is going to learn a lot. Jess here has a lot to share. It's going to be amazing. So you definitely want to tune in because I feel like as moms, Mm -hmm. um, this is some information that I feel like we need to be empowered with so that we can then empower our daughters. So I'll be taking notes for my teacher. Take notes. And Jess, go ahead and introduce yourself really quick. Yeah. I am Jess. I have four daughters. Age 22, my 22-year-old is married. I have a 20-year-old, an 18-year-old, and my baby's 14. (laughs) So a freshman in high school. So we have... Yeah, ends of the spectrum. One married and one that's Just kind of entering this fun phases of life, too. Totally. They're so fun. And I think for me, the beginning was the importance of having confident girls that sometimes felt like I was breaking wild horses when I was the <laughs> mom of young ones. Yeah. But I knew these confident, determined little girls had the voices they needed in the world because life can kick us a little bit. And mm-hmm. I knew these girls needed to be confident and able to have a voice and willing to have a voice. So fast forward a little bit, and we've been really, really open with our girls about sexual relationships, Mm -hmm. about how fun Mm -hmm. sexual relations can be at appropriate times. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. not something that we want to bring into every relationship Mm -hmm. because we really feel that sexual relations bring us closer together. So after Absolutely. a breakup, if we've had sexual experiences with someone, mm-hmm. it can be that much harder. So to protect yourself, mm-hmm. to realize that these things perhaps aren't to be shared with everybody. Mm-hmm. That makes and sense. Yeah, I love, I love that. that. I love. So tell me, Jess, when did you 
first start talking about that, that mm-hmm. part of it, the relationship part of, because I get like a six-year-old's probably gonna be like, what? Totally. You know? Young. Right. Okay. Really young. When I joined a gym, we lived in Florida and I had to talk to my little two-year-old. I'm going to cry. That's okay. I, we cry all the time all on here. The time, right? <laughs> I had to tell my little two-year-old that nobody touches her body underneath mm-hmm. her bathing suit. Because taking her into that little gym nursery, I mm-hmm. needed to make sure. And she, she looked at me with these little innocent eyes mm-hmm. with these question marks. Like, why would like, somebody want to do why that? Why would someone do mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. But this is why but we're that having was these conversations. the conversation yeah. from mm-hmm. a young, young age that those little private parts mm-hmm are only touched when we go potty and we wipe, mm-hmm. when we bathe in the bathtub, or if a doctor with mommy's permission needs mm-hmm. to check to make sure everything's by good. By other people. By yes. other people. By other permission. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we moved forward and we were open. We talked about things as age appropriate, we mm-hmm. felt. You know, we were mm-hmm. very open about the body and what a woman's body would do. Mm-hmm. And my girls started that process later in life. Mm-hmm. So they were in high school by the time we really started talking about periods, mm-hmm. but they were, I was just, can I say something kind of private? Of yeah. course, it's up to you. <laughs> you can go as private as yeah. you want. The other day I was saying to my 14-year-old, do you remember? Because I had three in high school and then this little caboose. So these yeah. little high schoolers, Ashton grabbed a tampon one day and said, you guys. And Ashton is your youngest? Ashton's the baby. Okay. Yes, 14. Okay. So okay. she was little. She was probably eight or nine. And she's, no, she was like seven. Oh, she okay. said to one of the, to the three older girls, you guys. Mom puts these in her bum. <laughs> yeah, um, right? The three others were all like. in high school, and they were like, yeah, we do too. <laughs> they didn't teach her. looking down, and she like, was like, like, do I need to do this? Why should I be putting a tampon in my bum? So anyway, the conversation <laughs> then kind of moved forward. She was seven or eight. Yeah. yeah. But then with the older girls, mm. you know, they're in a world where we live. STDs are absolutely on the rise. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. much. In fact, can I say where I live? The Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The Salt Lake Tribune a couple years ago posted an article about how chlamydia was higher in Utah County than cases of influenza. Mm-hmm. So this is, it's mm-hmm. an issue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as communicable diseases, there, mm-hmm. it's something that we have to be very open with our children about. And tell me, because I, I know the study too, and I read this article too. Tell me the age group that was the highest. It's teens, right? right? Teens mm-hmm. and young adults. It's not just the people, old, you know, adults. It's actually teenagers mm-hmm. in our county, which is a very, like, um, conservative, very, very religious community. So it's something where abstinence is basically the, Taught. yeah, that's the preferred teaching, you know, in, in our community. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is why it's important. Yeah. Is that. Not only is it just about, like I was saying, about making a baby. It's just there's other things that they need to be aware of. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to explain that to our listeners. I'm really glad that you brought that up because that's great, maybe to a certain extent, to teach abstinence. We're a religious family. Mm -hmm. We teach that first we obey God, right? Mm -hmm. That for our family. But beyond that, maybe Mm -hmm. you just are obeying certain things because that's what mom and dad want you to do. If not, Mm -hmm. pregnancy For girls, I only have girls, pregnancy is a very real Mm -hmm. concern, but even more terrifying and lifelong consequences can be STDs and STIs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we are very, very open about that. I have shown all of my girls quite young pictures Mm -hmm. of 
right. STDs <laughs> well, because and I talked think, about the yeah. consequences. What you just said, it's like we're, we're so afraid our girls are going to get pregnant. That's a very visual consequence to having sex or sexual mm-hmm. relations, right? And if you don't know what STDs and STIs are, let me explain that. Sexually transmitted diseases and sexually transmitted in- Illnesses, infections. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. uh-huh. So, yeah. So these are things that can happen not just through intercourse. It's just any type of physical contact. There's mm-hmm. ways that this can be spread. So I feel like these girls, especially because it can affect their fertility, totally. it can affect so many things in their future, they really need to be aware of this. So I think that was really brave of you and smart of you to talk to your girls about this at a young age, because, um, you know, they're going to start kind of exploring things. Sorry. I don't know. Not every girl's the same, but junior high is very common, you know, mm-hmm. to have their first makeout and mm-hmm. like, you know, and then things escalate from there. So yeah. yeah. So when you talked about it, sorry, Jesse, you look like you had That's a question, okay. but no, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, when you talked about this with your girls, yeah. were they like, yeah, we, we've heard all about that. Or were they like, what is that? I've never even, Both. okay. Both. Mm-hmm. And we had offered incentives. You know, we had jokingly <laughs> incentivized them to not kiss anybody till 16. We offered a thousand dollars. Wow. And I can tell I you that one done person it. has achieved that. <laughs> and you're like, thank you. They're like 14 year olds. <laughs> so, but just it's not recreational. And I think that's a really yeah, big message in our family is that it's not like going to lunch with girlfriends. It's not something you put on the calendar. It's right? casual and yeah. yeah. It's something that's special. Yes. Okay. And it. our high school very much is a kissing, not like NICMO. I don't know if your listeners are aware of You need what to probably NICMO. explain what a lot of this a terminology is. Committal makeout. So okay. That's really, really but popular at our high school. NICMO. So non committal makeout. Yeah. Okay. I'm learning. I have a question. So I love all of this education that you give to your girls and how open you are about the right time. And also you mentioned that sexual relationships can be amazing and that you teach your kids about that. So what is your way of educating your daughters? And then you have a married daughter now. Mm To where you're not scaring them like it's from not all sex. About pregnancy, and STIs. all about pregnancy and yeah. STDs and yeah. yes. teenagers do all this stuff. But then like your education for your daughters about how incredible sex is for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what has been your education with that daughter? I love that. Just talking about how really it started more of a bonding. It can bring you and the person you love so much closer together and you know, that that it can be really, really enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And I remember being shocked when I got home from my honeymoon, my Mm -hmm. mom called and said, okay, do you know how to have an orgasm? And I about died. Mom. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been a generational thing. My mother had done the same. And just making sure that these cute little gals, because sometimes it's not as, you know, Mm -hmm. recognizable or easy, perhaps for a girl as a boy, that this is an enjoyable It's about pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's not just about the act. It's about enjoying the the action, right? Yeah. Right? It's not the climax. climax. It's the, the process. The I'm trying to thing. keep it PG. And I had gotten yeah. my daughter some really beautiful lingerie mm-hmm. cool. before she got married and talked to her about that. And just a younger daughter was like, so wait a minute. <laughs> How, you know, I could kind of the try to figure it out. Turn, like, yeah, how yeah. do you wear this under your clothes? Or yeah, do you yeah. Just when does this come into play yeah, here? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but that's so good. Yeah. Because she's, yeah. Kind of education for everybody. 
I love and that. excitement. Your oldest daughter gets about. to be the, you know, the but guinea I also, pig and then the rest I also, to learn. Yes, and I loved that you said it's been a generational thing that your, you know, your grandma, then your mom, mm-hmm. and now you to your daughter have expressed that sex is enjoyable and being sure that you are enjoying Boy. yourself just as much yes. as the mm-hmm. significant other. Yes. And because I think that that's a common misconception too is that okay um I think I'm kind of supposed to like this but for sure a man is gonna love this and it's about uh-huh. this the yeah. the spouse mm-hmm. right and so I love that you you're and preparing your, your daughters to know that it's something to look forward to yeah, yeah and that's something we should be open with our partner mm-hmm. about right to make sure that it's enjoyable maybe I don't like that or could you try doing this because I really like you know, it's an open conversation mm-hmm. and perhaps evolves throughout a relationship. Mm-hmm. But also always knowing from the time they're tiny that no means no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're not comfortable with something. Yes. Even after marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So now you have this married daughter. And do you still continue to have conversations? Does she come to you with more questions or did it kind of like, thanks, mom, you prepared me. I'm good. She has not come. Okay. Mm-hmm. She has been married. She got married last year. But I was thinking, actually, I should check in. Okay. And just make sure yeah. that everything's good. And, you know, as the mother, she went to nanny for my sister in California for a week okay. and came mm-hmm. home, this little newlywed, and said, we're definitely not ready for a baby. <laughs> That'll <laughs> do it. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'll wait for okay. that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Put the brakes on. So yeah. we can enjoy this aspect, but <laughs> yeah. maybe not. Yeah. The procreative, yeah. you know, results quite yet, which is good because we have to be yeah. ready, right? We do. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's such a beautiful part of our just humanness. And it's important, I feel like, for us to kind of create an environment mm-hmm. and like a mindset around sex that it's not something naughty and dirty and gross, but it's actually something wonderful and beautiful. And how you do that is totally up to you. Yeah. We just want to give you guys different perceptions, different experiences so that you can kind of pay attention and see, like, that's probably a good idea. Or I would have had no idea how to even present this. And now I've been able to get all kinds of really great ideas. And it's been successful. Totally. Yeah. And I think my biggest takeaway for anybody just getting to this point is not talking about it does not keep it from happening. Yeah. My Mm -hmm. aunt got pregnant at 16. And when my grandmother was realizing what was these signs were pointing Mm -hmm. to, my aunt said, I can't be pregnant. I didn't sleep with him. Mm-hmm. They had not yes, laid in a I've bed and slept that. together. So yeah. she did not. It's another understand. one of those sex myths. It's just, out there. yeah. Not, that having no together. communication. To, yes. Also, I want to say though, it's not even just like not talking about it is going to not prevent it, but also talking about it isn't necessarily going to encourage it totally. either. I think that's what scares a lot of parents a lot is that they think that if they talk about it and put this into their children's minds that their kids are going to just become sex crazed, you know? And I just feel like that's not the reality. I almost feel like it takes some of the curiosity away and it Mm -hmm. makes it feel like it's a safe place and it's not something they have to go and like find out everything about it. And, you know, it's just. And how much better is it to have our children come to us for answers Mm -hmm. than searching online or asking friends who don't really Mm -hmm. know? And I love that I've been able, my husband and I have been able to really help our girls know that it's safe. We will not judge. We just are here to be a sounding board Mm -hmm. and to help them. I think it's really great also that your husband has been involved because having that relationship from a father figure Mm -hmm. 
Especially I for those daughters. Mm -hmm. It's majorly important. So yeah. thank I you appreciate so me. Much. I yeah. like took so many she was mental notes. notes because I'm going to have my daughters as well. And yeah, thank you for yeah. coming. Oh, Just thank so you good. Guys. Thank you so much. We'll Thanks talk for to you guys listening. next time. Bye. Is intimacy often the last thing on your mind? Does even thinking about being intimate make you feel tired? Have you and your partner ever felt frustrated over a lack of sexual sparks? You may think that because you're a woman, your sex drive is just lower. But that's just a common misconception. Women just need a little more stress and hormonal support for their sexual desire to come alive and thrive. Her love does just that. It works naturally to help you recapture and sustain your sex drive by promoting blood flow through your extremities and vaginal area. This heightens sensitivity and helps your body release its sex-driven hormones, increasing your sex drive naturally. Her Love also helps manage stress, promotes a thriving libido, increases sexual stamina, and brings back the joy of intimacy. Look at all of our products on Mixers.com. Remember, that's M-I-X-H-E-R-S.